Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of the Master Trucker Roundtable. I'm Regional Master Trucker Marty Miller. And as always, here with my dear friend and fellow Regional Master Trucker, Miss Wendy Batts. Wendy, how are you doing today? I am so good, Marty. How are you? Great. I know that, uh, you know, both excited. We got a topic that's near and dear to our heart for many reasons, which we're going to get into. So I know that uh, today's going to be a great roundtable as always. Yes, and we are going to learn about an online education partner that we have with NASM, and it's going to be all about Penn West. And so, Marty, do you want to introduce our special guest today? With Without a doubt. So I'm very excited, and I know you are too, Wendy, to have Dr. Jeff Hatton from Penn West University with us today. Jeff, how's it going? I am well. Thank you both. Uh, so glad to have you here. I know you're super busy. And so thank you for taking the time to educate our audience about the program. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, and kick it off because, you know, Dr. Hatton or Jeff, as I'm going to call you, because obviously we you have been a friend of ours. You've been, you know, the chair of our department at Penn West. But, you know, a lot of people don't know a lot about you. People from NASM have heard your name. They've met you at different conferences. But can you let people know a little bit about you and how you actually became a professor? Sure. So um, first, I was an, uh, I think many of you know, I was an occupational therapist by trade and uh, was working clinically. And a friend of mine reached out with a, you know, a potential opportunity uh, to work in higher education. And uh, so I explored that, decided I wanted to give that a shot and did that and uh, and moved to um, I actually taught at one of the institutions that is now part of Penn West and worked in an occupational therapy assistant program. I uh, moved on to um, what was then Cal U, is now Penn West, California, um, and to work in a similar program. And then uh, about the time I arrived was about the time our online programs were starting. And I was invited to, uh, to take, you know, to be a part of that uh, sort of metamorphosis at the university. And uh, so from there, I started our, um, the, the graduate program started in 2003. I started the undergraduate program in 2005 and became the chair of the department in 2009. And uh, I held that role for about 10 years, just over 10 years, and uh, stepped down from that role in 19 and um, have been, you know, I, 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 you know, shudder to say just working purely as a faculty member since then. Um, but I have some other duties that I still, uh, still help out with. So. <laughs> well, Jeff, I know I can speak for myself as well as Wendy on this one. We can't thank you enough for creating this program because we're both alumni and we both know that it has had such a pivotal change in our career. I'm sure we're going to touch on this as well, but can you talk about the history of the university and, and really kind of dive into that? Because I, I know it's a, it's a great history and a lot of people don't know it. Sure. So I, it's a story I love to tell. And it, the story has expanded since the last time I told this story to most people uh, with the advent of Penn West. And, and I can give you a quick uh, synopsis of Penn West. Um, our university was California University of Pennsylvania. We're part of the Pennsylvania state system of higher education. And we were one of 14 state-owned institutions the, uh, the system decided they, would, they wanted to really streamline some things, make some offerings um, uh, a little easier for students to be able to access. Uh, and, and in order to do that, um, they integrated three of the institutions, California being one, Clarion being one, and Edinburgh University of Pennsylvania being the other. Um, 
but the so the the history is rich. Uh, you know, our university dates back to 1852. We were actually founded as what was known at the time as a normal school, um, which was a, a school for educating teachers in the Commonwealth. And the name has changed several times through the years. Um, and uh, the last change prior to Penn West was in 1984. Uh, when California at that point was California State College. And, um, and so uh, last year in 2021, we became Penn West University, California. Uh, so that's, um, that's the, the sort of the history of that part. I, I do like to tell the story about California. Um, so California is a small town in, um, in Pennsylvania, probably 40 miles or so uh, south uh, east of Pittsburgh. Um, and if you know your history at all, there's, uh, you know, there was a lot of steel being produced in Pittsburgh um, and um, the coal that was used to fire those steel ovens came from the general area around California. And uh, so the, the name California, about the same time they were finding gold in the state of California, they were finding coal in this region of Pennsylvania. And, uh, and that's how the name stuck. And so California became uh, this small town in, in southwestern Pennsylvania and uh, thrives to this day. We do predate the, uh, you know, the Cal system as well. I, I'm the state <laughs> of California. I'm, I'm always quick to point that out when when uh, somebody from Berkeley walks by me with their nose in the air and then I have to explain to them that, you know, we predate them by about 20 years. So I like it. <laughs> And if you're just joining us on the Master Instructor Roundtable today with myself, Wendy Batts, and my co-host, Marty Miller, we have a very special guest, Dr. Jeff Hatton, joining us today talking about the Penn West um, University, the different programs that are going to be offered. But before we even dive deep into that, Jeff, thank you for the history, because I love it when you tell that story. You tell it um, way better than I do, and I've heard it a thousand times, but for some reason, listening to you talk about it, I always get more excited because I'm like, see, you know, we were first. And um but can you talk a little bit too, because I mean, obviously NASM and you know CalU that's now Penn West have been partners for a long time. So can you talk a little bit about our partnership? Sure, so that relationship, and I, I may have mentioned this, but it dates back to 2003 um, when a, a faculty member and, and a representative from NASM um, met through a third party and um, had a conversation about how to take some of NASM's content and embed that into the programs at the university. And that was the, uh, you know, that was the genesis for what became uh, the largest program at the, at the institution. Uh, so that happened in 2003. Um, and the content from NASM was the performance enhancement specialist. I know both of you um, were in that concentration. Um, from then, uh, or from there, we added um, two additional certifications that NASM offers within the in our curriculum and that is the our wellness and fitness concentration which um, leads to the NASM CPT and the rehabilitation science concentration which leads to the NASM CES um, so from the graduate program the undergraduate program was born I was the original writer of the program in 2005 I have been the uh, program coordinator since its inception, uh, and we have NASM content also embedded in the undergraduate program as well, leading to the NASM CPT. Excellent. Jeff, can you talk about, you know, for those individuals that may be new to the industry 
for those also looking to go back to school that, you know, there might've been a little bit of a hiatus in their studies. Can you talk about the program? Is it hundred percent online? What happens if they have credits? Do they transfer? Can you just walk us through that process, please? Sure. So specifically, Marty, at, at the undergraduate level, um, we are, you know, we welcome students with transfer credits. Um, we know there are a lot of students out there who have, you know, uh, for whatever reason, right? They've they've started school and and life got in the way and it derailed their path, and um, so they may have you know sixty or seventy or eighty credits of work that they've completed, and uh, but no degree. And so uh, oftentimes they find us and you know they they obviously have an interest in in our content area and that's how they find us to begin with, but then they find that. Um, we create this path for them because it is 100% online that allows them to complete their studies. It allows them to do it without uprooting their lives and their families um, and be able to, to move through and uh, complete their bachelor's degree uh, within a very reasonable amount of time. A student with an associate degree can complete the program in two years. Um, students with no credit can complete the program in as little as three years. Um, now, there would be um, summer work involved uh, that uh, doesn't always make everyone smile. Um, and uh, I think one other thing I wanted to mention uh, with respect to the undergraduate program, we do also have an accelerated bachelor's to master's program, which allows students to enroll in the um, undergraduate program. And after achieving a certain number of credits, they can be duly enrolled in the graduate program and finish their graduate degree even faster than they would normally. Uh, for the graduate program, um, there are certain instances where we accept um, transfer credit. Um, it's on a much um, uh, on a much uh, more infrequent basis, I think would be the fair way to say it. Simply because the, when you move into a into graduate level education, the the coursework tends to be much more specialized, and finding um, you know largely matched uh, content from one institution to another is um, is less common. Um, however, our students, you know, our graduate students take a graduate uh, course in exercise phys. If they have a graduate course from another institution in exercise phys, um, uh, you know, we're, that's a, a course we would, we would obviously, obviously take a, a pretty strong look at, um, versus if it was, you know, somebody with a, uh, you know, a, a course in, in upper extremity mobility, we're probably not going to give them credit for that in a tactical course. So. Yes. Um, I hope that answered that. I, that Beautifully, yeah. as always. <laughs> I don't get to talk in front of people very often anymore, so I, I, uh, I tend to be a little wordy. Your skills are coming right back. It's like yeah, you never look at that. <laughs> and on this week's Master Instructor Roundtable, myself, Wendy Batts, and Marty Miller are talking with our special guest, Dr. Jeff Hatton. And Jeff has been talking about the history of the program. We've talked a little bit about, you know, the undergraduate degree and the master's degree. And I know we're going to start talking about the doctorate here a little while later. But, but Jeff, I mean, I get this question a lot. And for those of you guys that have listened to, to Marty and I talk, I work full time for Penn West. I love it. I love teaching. I love everything about this program. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons it's, it's near and dear to my heart. But one question I get, Jeff, all the time, and um, I'm going to ask you the same question, is how is it possible for you to work and still have family time and do this program? Or is that possible? Like, do you have to log in at certain times? Can you kind of talk about the layout of the program? So it's possible because you both did it. So we know it's possible. <laughs> if um, I can do it, anybody can do it. Yes, me too. <laughs> saying, Jeff. Yeah. But it, it is possible, and, and here's why it's possible, because the programs are offered what we refer to as asynchronously. So nothing's happening in real time. 
Um, now, I, I don't want anyone listening to mistake that for um, a correspondence course because that's that's not the setup of the program. Um, there are deadlines um, in in some instances. There are deadlines within a week. Uh, there may be, you know, uh, there certainly are weekly deadlines um, that occur within the within the curriculum. Um, I think one of the key hallmarks to the program is again not having to uproot your family, not having to change your your lifestyle that dramatically. Um, but one of the things that that we always say, and Wendy has heard me say this many times to prospective students, is that. If you're enrolling in our master's program, you, over the course of one year, um, because time is finite, there's going to be something in your life <laughs> that you're typically going to, um, it, you're, you're going to have to alter that, right? For most people, that tends to be their leisure. Um, most people aren't willing to say, well, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to work, uh, you know, part-time during this year in order to do that. So for most people, if they're used to doing, um, uh, you know, you know, day long hikes or day long kayak trips on a Saturday and a Sunday, those may turn into um, hour long, um, hour long hikes on a Saturday and a Sunday, uh, so they can dedicate the, the time that they would need to their studies. Yeah, and, and I'm just going to say too, and Marty, I know I can speak with you. I mean, before I started teaching for Penn West, um, I mean, I was working 40 plus hours a week. I was traveling and doing things for NASM and I still was able to complete my master's. And of course, I'm, as you guys know, education is super important. So I went in with uh, the goal of, of getting a 4.0. Like I wanted to be 100% invested. And so as Jeff talks about this, yes, you're going to have, you know, things that are going to open up on a Monday. There's going to be certain things throughout the week. Marty's also a, um, a teacher for the program, and we are involved all week with all of the students. So it's not like you just get all this stuff and then you don't hear from your professors. We are really involved. We want to make sure that you're having an unbelievable learning experience. And I think that's also something like when I asked Jeff that question, I have to laugh because like if we can do it, you guys can do it. And it was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life because I learned a ton from my cohort as well as my professors. And so... Again, I know I teach for the program. I love it, but there's a reason that I do that. It's because I think that once you kind of get involved and invested with your peers, you start learning way more than you ever thought you could. Yeah, Wendy, and I can you know you know jump on that bandwagon too and talk about you know you you'll see somebody's priorities by what they choose to put into their schedule, right? So yeah, you might watch a little less Netflix. You might do this, that, the other, a little less, but you'll get in a routine, you'll get in a rhythm. But when you touched on a word that you and I have said so many times, it's an investment. I can say that I would never have been an NAS instructor if I didn't do this because I had met Rodney Korn and asked about NASM. He said, well, go get your master's through Cal U. So I was in, at the time, Cal U. I was in the first graduating class and it has opened up so many doors for me, NASM now working here again with Penn West. So I looked at it as an investment. I looked at it as a priority. And that year goes by quick when you're working on the masters. And then you look back and you're like, okay, this was awesome. It's just a new routine that, you know, that's, I think the mm -hmm. best part of it. And if we're fitness people, we tend to be routine based people. anyway. <laughs> 
And, and these credits that you take, you know, in the, in the, at the university can also transfer into some of your credits that you get for your continuing education courses and credits for, you know, the NASM CPT. And Jeff, that kind of brings up another question. If somebody, you know, most of our listeners have the CPT or are working towards getting their CPT right now, but if they want to continue their education and get their, you know, their bachelor's or master's or, or, you know, or even go higher than that, Will their CPT credit count if they go into one of the concentrations towards um, some of the credits? Is that one of those ones that would transfer? Sure. Uh, at the undergraduate um, level, um, we actually accept up to six credits um, for NASM uh, certification. Uh, in, our, in our course, um, 3250, um, we would provide um, what we call advanced placement for um, the NASM CPT. And in our course 3350, we would provide advanced placement if students have either an NASM PES or CES. So students can earn um, up to six credits in our program uh, for already completed work with NASM. And at the graduate level, dependent upon uh, concentration, and I think I mentioned those earlier, but I'll, I'm happy to do it again. Students in our performance enhancement, if they hold the NASM PES, would receive credit for that for our 7100 course. Um, we have a new numbering convention. That's why I'm staggering and stammering on the numbers. Um, <laughs> students in um, who had hold the NASM CPT, if they entered our wellness and fitness concentration, they would earn credit for 7110. And then finally, um, students, if they enter the rehabilitation science concentration and they hold the NASM CES, they would get credit for 7120. Awesome. Excellent. And for those of you just joining, myself, Marty Miller here with Wendy Batts on our weekly Master Instructor Roundtable, we are talking to Dr. Jeff Hatton from Penn West. So Jeff, so we talked about the undergrad program. Can you talk about the master's degree? You, you mentioned the time period, but can you go into, you know, what the degree is, what the different choices that somebody would have? Because I know that's grown a lot since both myself and Wendy went through. Sure. So yeah, again, dating back now, 19 years to 2003, when we started with what was a single program with a single concentration, uh, that now has grown to 10 separate concentrations. Um, so we did add the, the two additional NASM associated concentrations in wellness and fitness and rehabilitation science to add to the performance enhancement and injury prevention. Um, from there, we added um, sports psychology and wellness coaching. And um, I better not miss any of these. I quiz Wendy on them all the time. Um, um, we, had, we added nutrition. We added applied sports science. We added tactical fitness and training, uh, group fitness leadership, group fitness leadership. And then finally, the, our newest uh, concentration is in advanced golf performance training. So all of our students take a core of, sorry, Marty, um, all of our students take a core of classes and then they have specific courses within the concentration, three or four courses that are um, very specific to that concentration. Yeah, great and memory. one thing... I would want to just piggyback too is, you know, for me now with all the different concentrations that I get, I get to learn by, by teaching. Um, but if, you know, there's others that interest you, like for example, um, with a lot of the students that I have in courses, they're taking dual concentrations as well. So that is also an option, which I find um, 
I, I just, I love the fact that some people are taking nutrition and combining that with, you know, corrective exercise or rehabilitative science or applied sports science, where we're really looking into technology and the way that our future's looking at some of the numbers and statistics and exercise fizz, as well as basing that with nutrition and recovery. So there's a lot of really cool ways too, that when you want to advance your career, it's a hundred percent online. I know I've said it a thousand times, but, and Jeff, I know this is a question we were going to ask you, but I think one of the big selling points for me, and I think it's Marty as well, is, you know, we dedicated our, our life for one year. And that's one thing that I think people don't understand. Like masters, you know, you can, go into a bunch of different concentration, but through our program or through the Penn West program, you can actually earn your master's in one year. And like you said, it is year round, but um, so if you can just dedicate one year to your education, it will pay yourself forward. You will learn and grow so much in the industry and you'll get those credentials. Um, but I mean, if you, you can't do it for a year, then you, know, you can do anything for a year. That's what I tell everyone, just one year. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I've I've talked to prospective students, and and uh, you know, ranging in age from, uh, particularly those interested in the graduate program, from 22 to 72 years old, and you know, I've had a lot of people who are you know sort of mid career, and you know, they're they're 45, and they say, well, you know, I, I don't know, in a year or two, I'm going to be 47, and I always ask them how old they're going to be if they don't get a master's degree in two years. And invariably, it's the same answer. So um, for people willing to, to dedicate that time over that, what ultimately is a very short period of time, um, they can achieve something that um, many of them never thought possible before, you know, because of the, the added convenience that comes with offering the, the content online. Jeff, you know, thank you for bringing that up. So I'm going to kind of go right off of what your comment was like, well, okay, how old would you be if you, you didn't do it? And my point is, you know, Wendy and I and yourself, we, this is kind of the industry we've been in from day one, right? We've taken a little steps to the left, steps to the right, but we've been in this fitness wellness industry our entire career. And, you know, I think from our perspective, we see where the trends are going and that advanced careers and advanced education and credentials are kind of becoming more standard. So have you at, uh, in your experience now doing this for well over 17, 18 years, have you seen the demographic shift to what it truly does is to become successful in that space now and how important are these degrees? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's been a lot of talk over the last um, decade or so that the the graduate degree is the new bachelor's degree, right? So, you know, I don't want to say how long ago I graduated from college because it was a long, long time. But um, then, it, you know, when I graduated from college, and I, I'll be happy to let you know that it was in the 80s, um, <laughs> that was still a that was still quite an accomplishment for, you know, a young person who I grew up in a rural area. Um, I was really lucky. I was involved in athletics, and I was able to sort of parlay that into getting an education. And and uh, but it it has really changed. I, I can remember meeting. Um, you know, graduate students, um, you know, soon after I had graduated from and completed my undergraduate degree and, and just being amazed at, you know, their level of, of knowledge. And, and that really drove me from an educational perspective to, to want to learn more. Um, I actually, uh, you know, prior to getting my graduate degree, I got a second bachelor's degree because I found another field that interested me so much. I mean, you know, my first, uh, my first degree is in health and phys ed. And then, you know, I discovered OT and, and that just seemed like a, a very natural fit for me. And then I, I've sort of bounced back and forth between the two fields. I'm 
teaching a class right now and at the doctoral level where I get to meld them both together. And I just have a blast with that. And, and uh, so, yeah, so I, I think that's a, a great point, Marty, that, that, um, that graduate education is, it, it's, it's certainly not the norm, um, but it, it's, um, it's, it's, it's becoming more of um, an expectation, right? Across many areas in the, in this arena. I love it. Well, Jeff, you know, I think for some of our listeners that are kind of on the fence, I mean, obviously I'm going to bring up the, you know, bring up the question about finances. Um, but can you talk a little bit about, you know, can, can anyone get financial aid, you know, through the program, if it's online, a lot of people are like, well, it's online. I don't know if financial aid works. So can you talk about that? And then obviously if those that have served in the military, um, what the, what the um, university does for them as well. Sure. So the university is we're accredited by middle states, which is the regionally accrediting body for the area of the country where we are. Um, and for any anybody who's listening, if, if you are considering you, you don't have to be considering Penn West as, a, as an option. But if you if you are considering going back to school, what I would recommend is that you definitely seek a program that is regionally accredited versus one that is nationally accredited. Um, and it's just a, a much more accepted um, uh, accreditation, and it's 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 a much more stringent and um, respected accreditation. So that would be number one. Um, because we're regionally accredited, we are eligible for what's known as Title IV funding through the government, which allows students to obtain financial aid, utilize um, the federal student loan program uh, to pay for their studies. And you know, many of our students. Uh, uh, are utilizing student loans. Many are using, um, you know, some not not many. Some are using employee re or employer reimbursement. Um, some are, you know, paying out of pocket. And then Wendy um, ask about um, those students that come from the military. And many of those students are using their tuition assistance um, and top up in order to um, to be able to uh, uh, to navigate the waters on the financial side. Excellent. Thank you for that, Jeff. Now we talked about the undergrad. We talked about the masters. Now, again, one of those next steps is the doctorate. So I know that you have uh, put into a doctorate of health sciences at Penn West. Can you go over that? Sure. So uh, the, I, I may be the most fidgety person you've ever had on this podcast. Um, <laughs> no, the, that's uh, me. Yeah. So uh, I, I would say this, that, that departmentally it's, we would be viewed uh, across the university as very entrepreneurial um, and um, also those that are willing to take some pretty significant risk. We did that. The, the master's program that was online was one of three programs to start this uh, down this path for us. Uh, the bachelor's program was the university's first fully online bachelor's program. And um, uh, the doctoral program, which um, uh, became an idea in 2013, uh, was the university's first um, doctoral program, and um, it um, it ultimately became um, a, a a living, breathing thing in 2015. Uh, two faculty members and an administrator were ultimately responsible. Dr. Mark Federico, who is uh, the coordinator of the program, and myself, as because I was the chair of the department at the time, we wrote the program. Uh, in conjunction with, uh, again, with an administrator, and the, the program was approved at the, at the state level in 2015, and we accepted our first class that year, graduated our first class in 2018. Uh, so we have graduated now four, um, 
classes, 18, 19, 20. Yeah, four classes to this point uh, with another one, uh, five classes. Sorry, we finished in another one in 20 in spring. Uh, so we've uh, had five classes successfully go through the program, including some folks that are closely associated with NASM. Yes, with Dr. Rick Ritchie now, Dr. Rick Ritchie as as the first one of the first. You don't have to air quote that. <laughs> well, I had to say in the beginning because he wasn't a doctor until he went through the program. So, <laughs> um, and if you're joining Marty Miller and myself, Wendy Bats, on today's Master Instructor Roundtable, we have a special guest, Dr. Jeff Hatton, joining us from Penn West. And we've talked a lot about the history of the university, the partnership that we have with NASM, as well as the, if you ever really want to earn your bachelor's degree, that you can do it. It's 100% online masters with multiple concentrations depending on what your goal is in life and what you want to actually learn more about at penn west offers a bunch of different concentrations at a master's level and then obviously jeff just talked about the doctor of health science program that's a doctorate degree that that penn west offers so jeff can you talk about that is that that program also 100 percent online and what's kind of the the length and detail of that program so sure, it is. Uh, the program is 100% online. At its inception, it was not. Uh, we did require students to come on campus to present their research. Um, but um, when something happened in 2020, I'm not exactly sure what, that sort of slowed down the world. And so we couldn't require students to come on campus at that point. Uh, so now we, you know, students present their research in a, in a virtual environment. So they're not required to come to campus um, in order to do that. But um, the program is, um, it's completable in three years. Um, all, all students um, complete a professional portfolio as part of the program. Um, students who have an interest in completing a dissertation also have that option. Um, and, uh, and they can move forward uh, with the help of a committee in order to do that. You know, Jeff, I, I appreciate you covering that. Can you just go a little bit deeper into for somebody that maybe has their master's? I've gone through my doctorate and that was my first question. It's like, hey, what can you be specific? What you mean by dissertation or portfolio? I think that might um, help clear some people up who are at that master's level looking for the next step. Yeah, absolutely. So in the professional portfolio, students um, select the topic. Uh, and I can provide, a, a, I think, a pretty decent example. But students select the topic. I served on a committee a year ago. And the, the student um, uh, was examining the role of exercise um, in lessening postpartum depression. And so students uh, within this portfolio, they collect different artifacts that they produce throughout the entirety of the program. That becomes this their digital portfolio. Um, and they become the subject matter expert. Um, she's parlayed this into a couple of different positions already and, uh, and has done you know, really wonderful work um, with what she accomplished with her portfolio. Um, students who do wish to do a dissertation, um, the portfolio process um, does you know, lay the groundwork for that dissertation by basically completing the first three chapters. And, uh, but students doing a portfolio are not doing original research. They're collecting information and becoming an SME on their topic. Whereas um, students who do move on to dissertation they are, you know, um, establishing a study, collecting data, analyzing that data, and, and then ultimately um, reporting the results. Hmm. Just rolls all right off your tongue, Jeff. <laughs> it's not my first time. Clear. Yeah. <laughs> See, we're trying to bring up questions that we know are out there. So I, you know, I have um, two final questions. Actually, one is just um, you know, if people want to learn more about the program, where should they go, or is there a certain person 
um, that they should contact. And then the second part of that, Jeff, is, you know, I mean, Marty and I talk about the importance of education, but if you had to say one final, you know, kind of something to think about for our audience, like something to kind of hold on to, what would that be? Okay, so I'm, I'm going to answer these in inverse order. So I'm going to answer that, um, that okay. second question first. Um, education is a, is a um, it's, I consider education to be like a memory, right? So once you complete it, it's something that people can't take from you, right? So your education is ostensibly your memory. So you can't take um, somebody's memories from them, just like they can't take your education from you. So it's a valuable resource. Um, the data suggests that um, uh, the further along people are on an educational spectrum, uh, the more, the, the much more likely are they are to be successful in life, um, not just from a financial standpoint, but from a, a, a social standpoint, um, an emotional standpoint, it, it provides a lot of benefits. Um, uh, I talk about uh, the wellness wheel all the time in my classes and, and it, it provides benefit to, to all those areas. Um, to answer your question, how do you get in touch? I, because we have some new information, I have to read here a little bit and I'm, I apologize for that because these things I used to know by heart. Um, but for for students who would have potentially an interest in the undergraduate program, um, they can learn uh, or they can reach out uh, via email at um, CalU, so C-A-L-U-G-O, so CalUgo at calu.edu. That would be that email address. And they also could reach out via phone at 866-595-6348. And for students with an interest in our graduate programs, they could learn more about us at gradadmissions at penwest.edu or by phone at 724-938-4187. But I would also say, as importantly, I'm happy to answer questions for anybody. My email address is uh, my last name, so Hatton, H-A-T-T-O-N, at penwest.edu. And I also can be reached through my secretary at 724-938-4356. Yeah. And to also piggyback off of that, if you guys have questions, you can always reach out to Marty and I. We also teach for the program. Again, you know, it's something that we're very passionate about. So if it's something that we don't know by chance, we know the right people to contact (laughs) and help guide you and lead you into the right direction as well. So, Jeff, thank you so much for being here. It's been um, you provided so much great content and information about the program and the university, um, as well as the name change and why. Um, so thank you so much again for your time. Th- thank you both. Yep. Yeah, Jeff, it was great. And for all of you amazing uh, listeners out there, you'll always hear Wendy and I talk about the value of education. And we can totally, totally say that we wouldn't be in this position right now if we did not pursue our advanced education through CalU slash now Penn West. So for all of you amazing <laughs> listeners, thank you so much for attending this week's Master Instructor Roundtable. And we look forward to seeing you next week.